Higher Things thanks you for your support. Please continue to support the work we do with youth by going to our website at higherthings.org, clicking on support and donating securely through PayPal. Your gift helps us in our mission to support pastors, youth workers, and parents in daring our church's youth to be Lutheran. Welcome to the Gospel Boldly podcast, where we confess with St. John that these things are written, that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. We're your hosts. I'm Thomas Limke. And I am Pastor Eric Brown, and we're coming to you tonight, uh, continuing our movement through the book of Acts. We are in Acts chapter 4, and we'll be picking up at verse 13 in a bit, but but we, uh, we left off at a good cliffhanger. Uh, mm. Peter and John have been brought before the council, and they just kind of preached a humdinger of a sermon. So we'll be getting to that in a bit. But but before we dive on into Acts, how are you doing tonight, Thomas? Uh, I feel crappy. <laughs> and I'm running around hectic because I, okay, I, I have a confession. I missed a meeting. I, I, I'm the circuit visitor, and I, I, I missed a, the beginning of a call meeting because it the previous meeting been the last month in October in uh in July, and today is the beginning of August. And so when I went to put the appointment on my calendar at home, I flipped up two pages instead of one, so I didn't Oops. have it marked down on my calendar. So it's like ah, so I, I'm a little disheveled now. So so we're we're feeling lousy and disheveled, and we're gonna get into the Word of God. This will be fun. So <laughs> all right. Well, let's dive on in. If you want to start reading at uh, at chapter 4, verse 13, we'll, we'll go see what the Word of God says. Okay. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, and perceived that they were uneducated common men, they were astonished. And they recognized that they had been with Jesus. But seeing the man who was healed standing beside them, they had nothing to say in opposition. I want to note something, because this is something that can be uh, often a... Uh, misunderstood when it says that they were uneducated common men this is not saying oh the the disciples were ignorant or or they didn't no it, it means that they were not trained within the ranks of the rabbi they weren't they weren't uh well established veterans of the jewish religious community you had certain amounts of uh, education and schooling that you would go through if you were if you were going to be a, a rabbi, if you were going to be a teacher, if you were a person who was going to speak orally, publicly. Uh, rhetoric was one of the main studies in the ancient world. If you went, you, you'd go and study how to be a professional speaker. Peter and John were what by trade? Fishermen. Originally. They were fishermen. Now, again, this does not mean that they were simple or stupid. They were businessmen. They were able to run things. Uh, you might have noticed that people who are, oh, businessmen by trade are not necessarily set up very well for a lot of public, religious, political speaking. That That's just the reality. Mm-hmm. And yet here they are, and they are standing toe to toe with the religious figures, and they are dropping 
incredible, passionate rhetoric. And so it catches them off guard because it's like, wait, wait, this shouldn't be happening. The, the, these guys haven't gone to grad school and, and what are they doing? <laughs> so, all right. So does that kind of make sense? Yeah, it does. Definitely. And, and, and they'd want to put them in, the pl- in their place because again, it's, if you've got, if you've gone to school and you've got the degree and I've got the education, I'm going to put you in your place, but oh yeah, look, there's the guy that's healed and we all know that he wasn't healed <laughs> before this and he's standing right next to him. So uh, as he's standing up, we don't have much of a leg to stand on ourselves to complain about the apostles. Fair so, enough. All right, carry on. Okay. But when they had commanded them to leave the council, they conferred with one another, saying, What shall we do with these men? For that a notable sign has been performed through them is evident to all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. But in order that it may spread no further among the people, let us warn them to speak no more to anyone in this name. All right. So, okay, we we, we can't pretend that nothing happened, something's happened, but we don't want it to spread. Why don't we want it to spread? Uh... Is that for me to read on, or am no, I supposed to answer I, from I the text? Your, I want your, what, why wouldn't the council members want stuff of this healing to really spread? Or any what? more, uh, let us warn them to speak no more in this name. Uh, what is the uh, this name? Yeah, so they bring up the name. Uh, Jesus is the name. And they but they don't even want... mention it. We don't even want to mention the name. Yeah, that's Just true. this name. Which is weird. I mean, ironic, right? I mean, we have the Jewish people walking around calling God Hashem because they don't want to, you know, mention the names. I don't know. Well, or even more than that on a a simple, blunt level, what had the council done to the fellow who was named Jesus? Yeah, they ordered his execution. Well, or at least punted or bunted into the pilots. (laughs) So a lot of this is just, okay, okay, they've done a sign, but we don't want them to talk about it or do any more. This is not about, okay, what is reality? What is best? But how do we cover our backside? Yeah. How, How do we, how do we do? Okay. Spin and damage control is nothing new. This is what they're engaging in. All right. So, so we can't pin them on anything, but let's try and intimidate them and make them be quiet. Mm-hmm. So let's see how that works out. Okay. Uh, so they called them and charged them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered them, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to God, you must judge for we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. And when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding no way to punish them because of the people, for all, for all were praising God for what had happened. For the man on whom this sign of healing was performed was more than 40 years old. So they threaten them and let them go. And this isn't, though, just, we can't do anything to you, so we'll blow it off. Because remember, they had been threatening Jesus, and what did they end up doing? They arranged it for him to be killed. So, mm-hmm. so it's not just an empty threat, but yet Peter and John are standing up and looking and saying, we have to preach. This is what we have to do. It is, it is set up and mandatory. So what you're getting is, even though 
even though people are, are seeing that, yes, God is living and active, Christ is active in his church through his apostles, the ones who fought against him before are still fighting against him. They're still clinging to their own earthly position and pomp. And it's the more things change, the more things stay the, the same. The same, yeah. So any other thoughts there on, on that? Yeah, why did they note specifically that the man on whom the sign of healing was performed was more than 40 years old? Is it because, well, he was definitely old enough that if he was lame from birth, if his body would have spontaneously done this by itself, it would have happened by now? Or is it that he's of the age, clearly, of majority, so he can testify for himself what's going on? It's one where everything is utterly above board. It's it's where everyone knows that he's been lame and they've seen him for 25 years be lame. So if he, if this is a con, it would have to be a con that had been set up and running 25 years. I mean, it's one thing if, 40 if oh, look, there's the new beggar and he's been sitting here and begging for three weeks, can't walk. And, oh, now he's healed. Ah, yeah, no, no, that, that doesn't work this way. We knew the guy and this is a great thing. So it, it, everything is above board. Remember, really, with the Jewish world, we we say, oh, yes, you become an adult when you're 13. Well, sort of. You're, you're responsible. You really become the, the, the good, upstanding adult once you hit 30. That was mm-hmm. kind of the, the okay, yeah, now, now that's when if, if you were a priest, that's when you'd start serving, things like that. That was where you were wise. Well, if you're 40, you've been wise for 10 years. You've been you've been doing this for a decade, and that was well before any of this Jesus stuff rose up, because that was really only three, four years ago now is mm-hmm. when he started preaching. So this can't be faked. This is this is legitimate. Even the council has to admit, okay, yeah, this is a real sign. So cool. All right, let's move on. Okay. When they were released, they went to their friends and reported what the chief priests and the elders had said to them. And when they heard it, they lifted their voices together to God and said, Sovereign Lord, who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them, who through the mouth of our father David, your servant, said by the Holy Spirit, Why did the Gentiles rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and his anointed. For truly in this city you were gathered together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel, to do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to to take place. And now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness, while you stretch out your hand to heal, and signs and wonders are performed through uh, the name of your holy servant Jesus. Okay. Do you see how beautiful that is? Who's doing the healing, Jesus? Uh, who's doing the healing, Thomas? <laughs> uh, the Lord. Right. I mean, this is th- this is totally about. No, this is not the acts of the apostles. Look how the apostles are healing. No, no. You are healing, O oh God. And and what do the apostles need? What are we praying for for the apostles? Well, everything is going as you have set up, as you have planned, O oh God. Give the apostles boldness that they might be whom you have caused them to be, that they might not wimp out. Mm-hmm. I had a I had a prof who said, you know, it's going to happen that some of you are going to wimp out in five years and we won't recognize you. 
this is what they're dealing with. Look, the 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 same foes that were arrayed against Christ that that killed Christ, according to God's foreknowledge, of course, for our good and salvation, are still arrayed. And what still remains? That same threat to life and body. But what's more important than than my life? What's more important than Peter's life? That the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins gets on out. So give Mm. them boldness to keep preaching the name, even though things are scary. Cool, cool. And if you want to just read 31 quick, because that's like the end of that little segment. And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. It shakes. Presence of God, thunders, earthquakes, mighty movements of wind, and it's going on. Now, I I generally do not expect the earth to quake when I pray, but this is similar stuff that we pray for now, that we might be bold and, and that we might continue to confess what is true in spite of opposition. So, um, all right, we, we, we've had Peter and John interact with the, the council, and we've seen the aftermath, and they're not budging. And any thoughts on this before we go to break or, or anything that stands out to you? Hmm. Well, certainly that, you know, the apostles are, are as you point out, you know, confronted with the, the, the powers of the world and Satan and, and sinful flesh arrayed against them, and they're, you know, continually praying. They've gotten the Holy Spirit. Um, at Pentecost, but they're, they feel the need to continually be in prayer to what? To persist in their activity? How, how would you parse that? Well, and not just the, not just the apostles are praying, but they're with their, their friends. Everyone is praying. And this is the one. We, we, lift, we lift each other up constantly in prayer. You don't just pray for yourself. You, you pray for your neighbors. You pray for everyone in Christ. We pray our Father, not just my Father. And you do get this wonderful depiction of the people recognizing that the apostles are doing a good thing by preaching. Let's keep them at it. Pray for boldness, that they don't whiff out and not say, not talk about Jesus. Let's go to break. Okay. And hopefully we won't whiff out after we come back from the break. And welcome back to the Gospel Boldly Podcast, where uh, we are now moving on to that part of the show that we lovingly call, lovingly, lovingly call the backwards life, where we will take some topic that comes up in Christianity, Christian life, what have you, and we'll kind of come at it from a backwards way and try and get to the bottom of it. So, uh, Thomas, what is our topic or idea or pithy statement for the day? Yeah, so I, I saw recently... Uh, a headline, I didn't really delve into it, but a headline that there's been a uptick in faith in the White House. There seems to be, again, according to the headline, I didn't read further, um, there seems to be an increase in Bible studies taking place in the actual house itself amongst the staff, which leads to the question, you know, I thought it, it was the cardinal virtue of uh, American piety that church and state were supposed to be separate. So what are these Bibles doing in there? And I guess the, the question somewhat tongue in cheek that I have for you is <laughs> you're rolling your eyes is yeah. Yeah. Let, let just get that out that I'm rolling my eyes. <laughs> is, is, uh, 
is it appropriate for a believer to hold public office or to hold a policymaking position in the government? All right, we've got two issues here. There's the the, the question you ask: is it is it permissible? Is it appropriate for a, a believer to? Hold? Yeah. And the only reason this comes up is is because I mean, if someone is a Muslim and they they they, well, oh yay, trumpet, woo, great. Well, yeah, yeah, no. Go by your convictions. That's part of the freedom of religion. Enjoy your religion, and and if you get elected to office, go serve. Now, uh, I'll say if you think I'm going to turn the U.S. into a Christian nation and make sure everyone goes to church on Sunday when I pass a law, I think that would be bad law. But hey, you're entitled to argue for that if you want. I don't think it's going to go very far, but hey, that may, that's fine. And, you, and you think Charlemagne wouldn't get very far these days? No, no. Well, and it, we pray for our leaders. Hey, if they're praying for themselves, great. Bully for them. More power for them. Uh, so no, it, it shouldn't be a problem. Now, what I will say, and, and I, the thing I first wrote down, you talked about how there's more faith in the White House, and I'm putting air quotes up because that was in quotation marks. Yeah. First of all, I don't care what they're studying. If they're not listening to the Gospel Boldly podcast, it's not good enough. Well, well okay, for no, sure. That, 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 that's not the point. Here's what I'll say. I am highly skeptical of that headline. Here's why I'm skeptical of it. Why are they telling to, to, to what end? Mm-hmm. I mean, is it just a matter of, oh, look, random reporters happen to notice that they're having Bible studies. In the, why are you having a Bible study when the reporters are around? You're at your place of work. Right. I mean, it, is it is it they noticed in the lunchroom? Some people are doing this. Okay, well, okay, that that's one thing. Why is this information being reported? And who is it supposed to encourage and flame. This is this is something where if if people are are living out their faith and want to do Bible study, great. But why am I hearing about it? Not only why is it getting out, why are they letting it be known? Huh? 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 Is this self-serving? Is this trying to promote an image or spin? And more to the point, why are you reporting this to me? I, I saw it show up on Facebook too. So is this, oh well See, they're doing this. Therefore, you need to do ba 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 ba. This this sounds not like this could be an interesting fact, and if it is, it's nice. But it really sounds more like it's meant to be a lever designed to manipulate. Mm-hmm. Frankly, you know what? Okay, okay. I, I say this as someone who does Bible study for a living. We're doing a Bible study right now. I hope you enjoy Bible studies. But if you're a truck driver, let's say. And you're driving a truck and and you get so caught up in this Bible study that you're listening to on your podcast that you don't pay attention to the road and you plow into a plow into the side of the field. That's bad. When when you're when you're working, you should be focused on your job, right? Mm-hmm. Thomas, if if, uh, if you're working on setting up a nutrition plan for someone and say, you know, I, I could talk to you about your nutrition plan, but you know, um, have you heard about my podcast? No, that's not the, the stay on task. I, 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 so, so on the one hand, it's, why am I hearing about this? This, this is okay. You know how they have in the phone book, you'll have the plumbers have the advertisement. They'll put the nice little fish there saying, no, oh, see, I'm a Christian. Okay. That that's nice and all. 
it could be very nice for conversations, but if you come over to my house, I'm not looking for a conversation about Jesus. I want you to fix my plumbing. <laughs> right. If you're in the White House, I want you to do your job in the White House. I, I, I'm glad. I mean, I, it's glad. I, I, I like it. This is not me saying I, I wish they were all rank pagans. I, I, I <laughs> think some Bible study could be good. But that's a nice thing for them. But let's focus on what your job is. I, I love having Christian doctors. I, I, they, they do very good things for bedside manner. But that that that's that little bedside manner where it's like a, a minute or two or, or even three minutes of good stuff. I, that's great. But their main job is the two hours of surgery, and, and that's be focused on that. So. Why are you bringing it up and why is it being reported to me? Mm-hmm. What What's the manipulation at stake? Because I don't think this is just necessarily... When Daniel did his praying, in spite of the, the rules of the king, he wasn't broadcasting it. And when it got brought up, it was for political manipulation. Is this some... People are going to use... Okay. People will use the Christian faith and wear their faith on their sleeve, not not always for the goodness of heart, but to ma- manipulate you. I, I'm sorry that I'm skeptical, but that just almost sounds like a matter of manipulation. Thomas, am I being too cynical here? Am I being too dour? No, I don't think so. I think that's a good take. And I would, <laughs> on a tangent, I would say this also gets at another headline. Actually, I did click on this one. I saw recently, which is like 80% of people don't, read the actual article they just look at the headline <laughs> right, which right. these days tells you most of what you need to know actually a friend of mine on facebook speaking of facebook shares shared something not long ago actually it was long ago it was winter time it was february yeah winter so uh, something about an anaconda being found in an oklahoma lake and i click on it and it's clearly fake news nonsense and it's right. funny people share the funniest things so if people are studying the Bible at the White House, mm-hmm. well, they're doing it as individual citizens, and you're free to do that. And I, I hope you have good Bible study. In fact, uh, go ahead and listen to the, the Gospel Boldly podcast on your lunch break. But if you're supposed to be trying to figure out how do I handle foreign policy issue X, go think about that. And I, I mean, I, hey, I'm, I, I hope you enjoy the podcast, but we're not going to help with that. <laughs> Okay, maybe we couldn't do worse, but we're not going to help with it. So does, does that track and follow? Yeah, call me at 555-555-5555 for uh, my rates for consulting for those things. Just Beware of practicing your righteousness before men <laughs> to be seen by them. That, that uh, mm-hmm. so. Or I'll put it this way. It's one thing if I go to a restaurant and I see that, that family cross the way and they have a nice prayer before their meal. I'll bow their heads nice and quietly. It's another thing if he stands up and says, oh, Father God, out loud. Okay, that's, we thank you for this meal and we ask you to bless not only our food, but the food of the heathens eating next. Okay, that, 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 no, 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 just no, stop. All right, does that, does that work? Yep. All right, and I'll just move on and not click and scroll on and, uh, hey, great. Ah, Okay. I think the Does real moral of the story here is you should install the Facebook newsfeed eradicator like I have now done <laughs> so that you don't get all this nonsense. Okay. Uh, the joys of life. Mm. Well, okay. Let, let's, instead of looking for the church to be located in the White House, let's get back to what the early church did look like. We're going to pick back up Acts chapter 4, verse 
32. Okay. Now the full number of those who believed were of one heart and soul, and no one said that any of the things that belonged to him was his own, but they had everything in common. And with great power, the apostles were given their, <clears throat> were giving their testimony to the resurrection, yeah, to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. There was not a needy person among them, for as many as were owners of lands or houses sold them, and brought the proceeds of what was sold, and laid it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to each as he had need, uh, as any had need. Thus Joseph, who was also called by the apostle Barnabas by the apostles Barnabas, oh my gosh, I can't read today, which means son of encouragement, a Levite, a native of Cyprus, sold a field that belonged to him and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. Interesting. This is like the origin story for Barnabas. I I don't know that I've ever picked up on this before. Right, right. Yeah, no, this is... As things start off, early in the church, things are going hunky-dory. Everyone is kind and generous with what they have. And you know what? If I've got more than I need, I'm going to sell it off and I'll, I'll let it go for the church. And and one of the examples is a fellow by the name of Joseph. Joseph, who does this? But but actually, he gets the nickname. He gets called Barnabas, son of encouragement, son of exhortation, son of comfort, son of the paracleting type stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's where he comes in. He, as an example of what folks are doing, they were doing the stuff like Barnabas does, who we'll hear about more later. So we do have right now things are going really well for them. this is a pretty pretty uh positive happy picture of the church so far, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. However, into every life a little rain must fall. Mm. Let's start chapter five. All right. Hmm. But a man named Ananias, with his wife Sapphira, sold a piece of property. And with his wife's knowledge, he kept back for himself some of the proceeds and brought only a part of it and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back for yourself part of the proceeds of the land? While it remained unsold, did it not remain your own? And after it was sold, was it not at your disposal? Why is it then that you have contrived this deed in your heart? You have not lied to man, but to God." All right, so so what's going on here? So you got Ananias and Sapphira, and they've got their property, and they sell some. They sell it, sell some property, and they lay it all down in front and say, "Yeah, here's everything," except it wasn't everything. But apparently, they had presented as though, "Yeah, we sold our property, and here's everything." Uh, no, this is half of what your whatever percentage. And the point Peter makes is, you didn't have to sell it. And if you did sell it, you didn't have to give everything. But don't say that you're doing 55 things when you're only doing 25, right? I mean, come on. <laughs> don't, don't, don't blow smoke up the Holy Spirit skirts, pal. You're lying to God. <laughs> so what we have here is we have an example of someone wanting suddenly become. This is, this, is, this is a horrible example of how sin works. Their offering is given not because they want to give it, not because they think it's the best way to handle things, but because they want to keep up with the Joneses. Oh, oh, other people are selling stuff. I guess that means we better sell stuff too and give an offering, but oh, I don't really want to give it all, so I'll just do something to keep up appearances. 
Do you note, really, the first time we see a problem show up in the New Testament church, it's people trying to keep up in appearances and acting disingenuously, Mm -hmm. not enjoying their freedom. You're free to keep your property. We don't have needs people are taking care of. And yet, nope, nope, we're going to give out all um, after-tax income uh, or something like that. So it's just sleazy. You know what's going to happen? bad stuff after the break all right all right so so we'll get back after the break and find out what happens where there will be wailing and gnashing of teeth and we're back on the gospel Bowley podcast as a reminder those of you who have decided and said that you will donate all that you have to, to the the work of the gospel Bowley podcast and want to want to like mooch out and not give it all uh here's a warning Thomas, we haven't had any like wealthy donors say they're gonna like sell all their property and give their money to a chef, have they? Not by my tally. Oh, well, I guess you don't have to do that either way. But but anyway, so we had, we had Ananias and his wife uh, Sapphira say, "All right, yeah, we're we sold property and here's the money, but it was only part of the money and they kept part of it." And Peter says, "Dude, you're lying. Why are you blowing smoke up God's skirt?" And then what happened? Starting again at first five. five. When Ananias heard these words, he fell down and breathed his last, and great fear came upon all who heard it. The young men rose and wrapped him up and carried him out and buried him. After an interval of about three hours, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. And Peter said to her, tell me whether you sold the land for so much. And she said, yes, for so much. And Peter said to her, How is it that you have agreed together to test the spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out. (laughs) Immediately she fell down at his feet and breathed her last. When the young men came in, they found her dead, and they carried her out and buried her beside her husband. And great fear came upon the whole church and upon all who heard of these things. You don't tug on Superman's cape. You don't spit into the wind. And you don't lie to God. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't. No, no. And, and so it's interesting that this, this is kind of a, a cool event. Now, I, by rights, it probably should work because I've seen how pledges work in congregations. But, but <laughs> this is not normal operating. This is, again, is one of the, the giant wake-up calls and things. But, but no, this is really the first internal church problem that we see come on up. And what is it? It's over money and greed. And, and look, these are the things that can even plan up into the church where it's a matter of whew, money. Pro- there, there are two things that end up causing more problem than not in churches. If, if things are going to go sideways, it's money or it's sex. And, and what's yep. the first one here? It, it, it's the money driving things off. And, it, and it's absolutely needless because... It was all posturing. It was all vain posturing. And where does it get you? It gets you dead. So uh, I, I noticed that you were chuckling while you were read it, though. It It is kind of, in a very dark humor sort of way. It is kind of funny. Yeah. Our, 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 so so you sold it for, for, uh, for, for this is all the money for the land. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's the whole thing. Yeah. Speaking of land, let's go bury you. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, and it was pointless. It was fruitless. It was a stupid thing. You could have done what you wanted. Oh, okay. So, 
All right, let's carry on. All right. Oh, quick yawn for some reason. It's twilight where I'm at. Now many signs and wonders were regularly done among the people by the hands of the apostles. And they were all together in Solomon's portico. None of the rest dared to join them, but the people held them in high esteem. And more than ever, believers were added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women, so that they even carried out the sick into the streets and laid them on the coats, <clears throat> laid them on cots and mats, that as Peter came by, at least his shadow might fall on some of them. The people also gathered from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing the sick and those afflicted with un- excuse me, unclean spirits, and they were all healed. All right, so so now the apostles are preaching. They're up in the temple. Most of the, the believers aren't getting too close. Again, people are dropping dead in church if you tick off the apostles. I don't want to get too close. <laughs> All right. But but people are hearing they're, they're where good, pious Jewish people would come. They're, the gospel is being proclaimed. People are believing. Miracles are being done. Hey, hey, Thomas. Um, okay. Uh, preaching the good news of the kingdom and salvation via the Messiah and healing being done. What does that sound like? It sounds like a lot of the major prophets. Sounds like a lot of what was going on in the major prophets, even more recently, or at least more recently for the disciples. Uh, Jesus. Life of Christ. Yeah. This is like the Gospels. I mean, the, this is, things continue. You have the preaching of Christ. All right. Things are going good. And the more things stay the same, the more they stay the same. Carry on. All right. But the high priest rose up, and all who were with him, that is, the party of the Sadducees, and filled with jealousy, they arrested the apostles and put them in the public prison. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out and said, Go and stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life. And when they heard this, they entered the temple at daybreak and began to teach. Uh, see Now, when the high priest came and those who were with him, they called together the council and all the senate of the people of Israel, and sent to the prison to have them brought. But when the officers came, they did not find them in the prison, so they returned and reported. We found the prison securely locked and the guards standing at the doors, but when we opened them, we found no one inside. And when the captain of the temple and the chief priests heard these words, they were greatly perplexed about them wondering what this would come to. And someone came and told them, Look, the men whom you put in prison are standing in the temple and teaching the people. Then the captain uh, with the officers went and brought them, not by force, uh, but not by force, for they were afraid of being stoned by the people. This is funny. All right, so finally, we're going to move on the apostles. Arrest them. All right, we'll toss them to prison. But we don't need to go right away in the middle of the night like we did with Jesus. No, no, no. We'll, we'll let, we're we're going to sleep today. We'll, we'll let this go till morning. But we'll wrangle up everyone in the morning. We'll put an end to this in the morning. And what happens? They're out of the jail in the middle of the night. And they're freaking out. Where'd they go? Ah! Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, they're, they're just over in the temple preaching like they always do. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, we, we better go get them. But, but uh, we'll... We'll, we'll ask them to come nicely. We're not going to try to arrest them because people are listening. And uh, they might not like us arresting them in the temple in broad daylight, and they might pick up stones and stone us. So this is the worst arrest ever. Of course, again, it's the worst jailbreak ever because like, yeah, we broke out of jail and we okay, we'll go crime. right where you can. 
Because <laughs> no, no. The ways that you've been used to doing things and exercising power, doing power plates. No, the ways of the world are not at work here. The point here is the gospel of Christ Jesus is going to be proclaimed. All right, let's get to it. Oh, you want us to come? All right, we'll come. Oh, no, 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 after you. No, after you. Please. It, it, it would have to be kind of awkward or amusing to watch this. Definitely. This would have been, I think, one of the, the uh, a very entertaining thing to watch. So let's carry on. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council. And the high priest questioned them, saying, We strictly charged you not to teach in this name. Yet here you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching, and you intend to bring this man's blood upon us. But Peter and the apostles answered, We must obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised Jesus, whom you killed, by hanging him on a tree. God exalted him at his right hand as leader and savior, to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are witnesses to these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. I'm guessing that obey is probably who heed him, who, who pay attention to him. All right. So, so the, the, we want you to be quiet. You're, you're good. You're making us look bad. Dude, you killed Jesus and you got risen from the dead. Our job's to talk about it. What you going to do? Kill us? We'll rise. <laughs> ah, carry on. <laughs> it, it, think of this in terms of not being defiant, but just indifferent. Hey. Go do what you got to do, pal. It's got nothing to do with me. I am I, a witness to the death and resurrection of Christ, and it's my job to talk about it. If you don't like it, yeah, so be it. But I'm going to do what I'm going to do, and you can do what you got to do, and we'll just carry on with life, all right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but no, yeah, yeah, you, you killed him. God rose him, raised him. Carry on. See how much it's just kind of very matter-of-fact and blunt, and well, that's the way it is, pal. If you don't like it, tough. We'll go on with life. And now we have the reaction. Carry on. (laughs) Keep calm and preach on. When they heard this, they were enraged and wanted to kill kill them. But a Pharisee in the council named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law held in honor by all the people, stood up and gave orders to put the men outside for a little while. And he said to them, Men of Israel, take care that what you are about to take care what you were about to do with these men. For before these days, Theudas rose up, claiming to be somebody, and a number of men, about 400, joined him. He was killed, and all who followed him were dispersed and came to nothing. After him, Judas the Galilean rose up in the days of the census and drew away some of the people after him. He too perished, and all who followed him were scattered. So in the present case, I tell you, keep away from these men and let them alone. For if this plan or this undertaking is of man, it will fail. But if it is of God, you will not be able to overthrow them. You might even be found opposing God. Now, do you know what's going on here? Luke notes that that the, the council was really under the influence of the Sadducees. They were the movers and shakers at this time. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what was one of the distinctive features of the Sadducees? They denied something. The resurrection. They denied the resurrection. Yeah. Now, their main opponents politically were the Pharisees, who were not opposed to the resurrection. So if you think about it, what the disciples are preaching, not only that Jesus has been crucified, but raised from the dead, Mm -hmm. really would tick off the Sadducees. Totally. 
doesn't necessarily tick off the Pharisees as much. I mean, the, the Pharisees are at guilt and such like there, but there's also that that you do get plenty of Pharisees who repent, who who become Christian. Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus, you got Gamaliel here saying, okay, um, yeah, I know we're upset and all, but uh, rather than killing them, maybe we should just let this play out and see what's going on here. Because, I mean, we we don't need to take care of them. The The ringleader is gone. If it, if this is just a human thing, it, it's going to go the way, well, he won't say the, go the way of the buffalo, but I'll say it's going to go the way of the buffalo. He might say it might uh, peter out. Dude. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 oh, that's terrible. Uh, it, 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 it's not going to last. So we'll, but if this actually is from God, do we really want to be trying to like continuing going on and killing the people sent by God to us? Maybe we should just pause, relax, reconsider and let things play out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's cover all our bases. Finish off the chapter. So they took his advice. And when they had called in the apostles, they beat them and charged them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. Then they left the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer dishonor for the name. And every day in the temple and from house to house, they did not cease teaching and preaching that Christ is Jesus. Do you get that happy little little uh, Jewish-ism that they were willing yeah. to suffer for the, the name? This is, uh-huh. uh, so the disciples get beat. We're, okay, we, we, we won't kill them. We'll beat them because we, we're, we're big men. We need to assert our authority. You didn't listen to us. You get a spanking or a, a <laughs> probably more severe than a spanking. And the disciples were like, dude, that was kind of neat. We, we, we'll, we'll just keep on preaching and we'll take what comes. And that's kind of fun and awesome. And that's how chapter five ends. Um, we get the 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 disciples before the council and they're, they're button heads at the local leaders and, and it's coming to a boil, but they're remaining faithful over and over. Have you noticed how often it's, and they kept preaching Jesus and they kept preaching Jesus and they kept preaching Jesus. Um, you know, may, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe we should keep pointing to Christ crucified and risen so that we have forgiveness of sins. Huh, that might work. So, any other thoughts you have there just on that little section and chunk of the book of Acts, Thomas? None that I think would be easily covered in the, what, 45 seconds or so that we ostensibly have left. I, I guess it, what does confuse me, and maybe we can pick this up in our next episode, because we're going to see these elements of persecution increasing, is how, from a spiritual perspective, the persecution of the gospel and those who carry it makes total sense. From a human perspective... It's just dumb. All right. Here's what I'll say. This will be my my teaser for the next episode. Things are going to start getting weirder and harder, and things are going to start going sideways more and more as we go on the book of Acts. Problems are going to rise. And yet, in every case, God will use those problems to accomplish something far greater than the apostles could have anticipated without it. It's going to work out. God uses all things for are good. And that's going to play out in the book of Acts. We'll talk about that more next time. Fair enough. All right. All right. Hey, everyone, have a great time. Enjoy your life. Enjoy the gifts God has given you, not only gifts of body, but also the gifts of forgiveness because Christ has died and he's risen. He's done that all for you so that you have life in his name. Have a great week, everyone.
Respect my authority. <laughs>